You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Filato, joined, as always, by Chris Flum, and we are coming off preseason week two where the New York football giants recorded their second victory of the preseason with a 25-22 to 22 victory over the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now, obviously, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and all the starters did not play, but we saw the third team, led by Davis Webb, for the second consecutive week, put the Giants into a position twice in this game to win the football game, in which they did. We saw a lot of interesting things in this game that we're going to go over here, Chris, but the most concerning thing that happened was these injuries that the New York Giants suffered. Chris, how scared were you when you saw Kayvon Thibodeau down on the ground holding his knee after Thad Moss's cut block? Yeah, that that was a scary moment, especially on replay, when you saw that he tried to meet the block with all of his weight on that right leg, and then his knee bent in a direction that knees are not generally supposed to bend. Uh, Fortunately, he was back on the sideline. I think he went back in after that. It, it seems there is a knee injury of some sort. We don't know what it is right now. We, The Giants are at least hopeful. He's avoided an ACL tear. We'll know more after he gets an MRI. But that was just the first of a very busy night for the Giants training staff. Unfortunately, you are correct because the Kayvon Thibodeau scare was nerve-wracking. But then you had Darian Beavers, the rookie linebacker who played so well against the New England Patriots in preseason week one, go down with a knee injury as well. It looked like his foot got stuck in the ground as he went into the tackle point. So we'll have to find a little bit more out about that. CJ Board left with a rib injury when he fumbled the football on special teams. Graham Gano, another special teams injury going for a tackle because the Giants special teams have looked horrendous so far that our kicker has to go and make a tackle he has a concussion and then dj davidson the big rookie nose tackle also left the game towards the latter part of the second half so the training staff was very busy going over all these injuries let's hope none of them are too serious yeah absolutely i have to say if there is one bright side to this graham gano getting a concussion that opened the door for the legend of Jamie Gillen to emerge. Yeah, the Giants punter, which he, he has been the lone bright spot. Well, other than Graham Gano doing Graham Gano things, Jamie Gillen has been a bright spot for the Giants special teams. He has been excellent as their punter. In particular, he had that one punt. It, it almost looked like a pro golfer you know, chipping up onto the green and getting the ball to stop and draw back almost on command. He stopped that ball about a foot from the sideline. It was incredibly impressive. But then he, after Gano got hurt, Gillen took over the kicking duties, and he did that well. He was able to drive the ball out 
the back of the end zone, nice and safe touchbacks. And he actually looked pretty decent kicking a field goal. So it's nice to know that the Giants have some depth there because, you know, teams don't often have good depth at kicker. I can remember a few years ago, Ndamukin Sue for the Lions winding up having to do some kicks after their kicker got hurt. And I'd personally rather have a good Scottish punter being the kicker as opposed to a defensive tackle. How apropos is it that Nadamakan Sue of all players is the one who was using his feet to impact <laughs> an NFL game? Ah, oh, geez, going back years with that little bit right there. And also we got to see Julian Love holding the kick, which was pretty cool because that guy is Mr. Do Everything. But on to more important things about this game. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, he had the interception, which I felt like was a the, the ball placement was a little off, but I understand why Daniel Jones put it there with the underneath defender, the linebacker being in that area. That's just purely on Daniel Bellinger in that situation. He has to hold on to the football there. Let's take it as a learning experience for the young tight end. But I was really impressed with what Daniel Jones did. I know a lot of checkdowns and things of that nature, but he was 14 of 16 for 116 yards with that interception. And a lot of these were RPO type plays where he had to read a defender and then make a decisive decision. And I felt like Daniel Jones did a really good job in that situation. Yeah, those are the types of plays he has always executed well. Those really quick run, one read, yes or no options. What has always kind of bogged Jones down is when he has to go through a more full read progression read where he has to get from his first to his second to his third read then to his check down survey the entire field when it doesn't matter if it was pat Shermer, jason garrett freddie kitchens or now mike kafka and brian dayball when they cut the field down when they cut his his reads down to one read if it's there make the throw. If it isn't check the ball down or throw it away. That is when he is able to operate most efficiently. And really his brain gets out of the way of his mechanics. Goes back to his days at Duke with David Cutcliffe. It was a lot of RPOs, a lot of single read type of looks on, on that offense. And he had success, you know, relatively at Duke, not surrounded by a ton of talent out there, but I like how he got the running backs involved. He was going through his progressions and you saw him go to his check down fight, find Antonio Williams in the flat a couple times. So overall, I looked at Daniel Jones and I said, I like this. And I loved on the third drive, how he was able to establish a rapport with his best buddy, David Sills. David Sills' army stand up because he balled out in this game, and that one throw, that back shoulder touch pass, was a thing of beauty from Jones to David Sills. I'll be honest. I was actually more impressed with David Sills and Colin Johnson than I was just about anyone, except for perhaps Jamie Gillen and then the the final drives with Davis Webb and Alex Bachman. David Sills and Colin Johnson, they are continuing to show out. You know, we didn't get the Richie James highlights, but those catches by Sills where he was at full extension and he did come down with the ball, even though it was at the at the edge of his rather large catch radius. And he maintained control of the ball all the way down. He was playing through contact. You saw his jersey get ripped by the end of the by the end of that drive and then Colin Johnson just continues to be Mr. Dependable there. Yeah, 
even in that one catch over the middle in traffic, the ball kind of bobbled around, bounced off his hands, bounced off the defender's hands, but he still maintained concentration to come down with it. And yet these guys are putting out some really good tape and they're making, I think the giants ultimate decisions at the wide receiver position. Very, very tricky because Kenny Galladay did play, but the only time we saw him was in their heavy goal line package. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And you insert Alex Bachman's name into this. I mean, I know you brought him up, but geez, 14 targets, caught 11 of them for 122 and two touchdowns, two go-ahead touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. That's going to speak volumes to the coaching staff. Ultimately, I don't think there's a place on the roster for someone like Alex Bachman, but this is excellent for this kid because now he has this tape under his belt. And if a team needs a wide receiver and he's on the Giants practice squad, they can come and they can scoop him up. And, you know, it would be sad to see him go. But at the same time, it's excellent for his career to have this breakout on primetime television here. NFL Network, a lot of eyeballs watching, and he looked pretty damn good against the Cincinnati Bengals third stringers. And again, it's a third stringers. And I, you know, I look at Davis Webb, dude. I don't think there's a better, you know, two minute drill quarterback in preseason than Davis Webb because this dude knows this offense so damn freaking well. He's a consummate professional and he has some talent and he's pretty damn athletic, man. They rolled him out several different times and he was really taking advantage of the fact that he has some scoots for him. You know, you don't think of Davis Webb as someone who has scoots, but bro, he was scooting around back there. Hey, speak for yourself. I've always known that Davis Webb was athletic. Yeah, I, I might be the original Davis Webb fan back there. I I pointed him at him out before he was drafted as a guy who has the tools and with some development could follow that Russell Wilson career trajectory. Now, he has never gotten a realistic, legitimate chance to rise up any depth chart he has been on. And I don't think that continues here, but he has really similar size, similar athleticism and similar arm strength to Josh Allen. It, it absolutely makes sense that he was backing up Josh Allen for the Buffalo bills. And right now, I don't think the giants could risk cutting him at the end of the, at the end of the preseason, because if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, Yes, Kenny Pickett has looked pretty good, but Mitchell Trubisky, not so much. If I was the Steelers, I could look long and hard at a Davis Webb and say, hey, he, he could be an upgrade for our quarterback room. And, you know, the, Webb 
is he has that interesting skill set. And like you said, he is the consummate professional. He is a film rat. He studies everything. So I, I just think it, it is a lot of fun to watch him in these fourth quarters, back-to-back fourth quarter, come from behind game-winning drives for him. Yeah, it's great for him. And I thought Tyrod Taylor, he just looks so fun in the pocket, man. I love how calm, cool, and collected he is when he's maneuvering the pocket, rolling to his right, keeping his eyes downfield. Now, I know Carl Banks on the telecast mentioned that he might have missed a player, so I had to watch the All-22 and get my hands on on some film to see exactly what happened down the field. And I also thought like he probably played the worst of the three quarterbacks tonight. But either way, I'm still pretty damn happy that Tyrod Taylor is the backup quarterback here because if something happens to Daniel Jones, which has happened all throughout Daniel Jones' career, I feel like the Giants have two guys now that are that are solid. You know, they're not going to win the Super Bowl for you, but they're better than what the Giants had last year in Mike freaking Glennon and Jake Fromm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even though Tyrod was the worst of the Giants three quarterbacks, he is still just silky smooth back there. He is always under control. He really does do a good job of keeping his eyes downfield. I think what Carl Banks was talking about was when he moved off of a downfield throw down to the check down. I, I think like you, I have to go back and rewatch the play. I think the receiver uncovered downfield after Tyrod made the decision to go to the check down. So I'm not going to beat him up too badly for that, but yeah, he is just so smooth. So always so in control. I think that's a great way to put it right there. He's always so in control. And, you know, the ball placement might not be there all the time. I know he underthrew a pass to one of the wide receivers. I believe it was Kemp who was out there. And and it might not always look pretty in terms of ball placement. But the way he maneuvers the pocket is very beautiful, in my opinion. And another good thing that I love to see today was Blake Martinez just out there. You know, he didn't play an extensive amount of snaps. I don't have the snaps in front of me. But I love just seeing him in the middle of the defense because damn did the New York Giants miss Blake Martinez's presence last year. Yes, you you could see their run defense kind of, I don't want to say evaporate, but definitely take a step backwards without Martinez there. Yeah, He is just so good at identifying his run fits, being disciplined, and being disciplined in his tackle form. He's a smart linebacker he always knows his job he might not have the the sideline to sideline range of a modern off-ball linebacker you know like the guys that are getting drafted in the high second or first rounds but he really is an asset to a defense and it's great to have him back and honestly if we just look at what the giants i guess you could say third string defense was doing late into the fourth quarter and in the fourth quarter of this game. And they would get bullied up front by the defense. And that includes the linebacker position and up front. I think the Giants' second string, third string defense missed Darian Beaver's presence after he left the game with an injury because the Bengals were just running the football down their throat with Jaquez Patrick and Travion Williams. Yeah, we, we did see the Bengals start to move the ball a lot better. Again, like you said, after Darian Beaver's, left the field, but also once the Giants started putting in their backups, you could tell there was a 
definite step down, especially on the defensive front with the defensive linemen, with the edge defenders, as compared to with the starters against the Bengals backups. Yeah. Right now, I we don't know what the Jets' plans are for next week. I personally really hope they play as many of their starters as they can. We won't see Zach Wilson. He's still recovering from that knee injury. But I, I hope we get to see at least some ones out there because we didn't see any of the Patriots ones. I think the only starter or starter-ish player we saw from the Bengals was Dax Hill, who, yeah, that dude's that dude's going to be a problem. But we didn't really see anything more than that. And I'd like to get a just a good gauge for where the Giants starters are compared to the rest of the league. Couldn't agree more. And that, that's somewhat of a problem, right? Because it is hard to gauge what the New York Giants first team offense is like when they're going up against guys who probably aren't going to play many defensive snaps. We came away impressed with the Giants offensive line. I think Devery Hamilton had a couple blocks where I was like, damn, and I just really can't wait to really get my hands on the film and dive into that because the trajectory of him making this team has shot up exponentially since the beginning of training camp, which is excellent for him. And the New York Giants, we also know they were playing like Will Holden at center and guys who have never played center before. So they were a little weak, but I want to see Daniel Jones against a first team defense. I want to see Daniel Jones against some of the best because that's what he's going to play this season. Yeah. And by the same token, I'd like to see the, the Giants defense against a starting offense. I'd like to see them against a starting quarterback, which, well, we'll, we'll probably see Joe Flacco next week, which, okay, it's jo- it's a 37-year-old Joe Flacco. You know, he's about 10 years past whatever prime he had. But I'd like to see Adoree Jackson and Aaron Robinson against starting NFL wide receivers, not you know, undrafted free agents and guys where if the uh, if they're on the on the field, the other team has a problem. Yeah. Other than Taekwon Thornton, he's the Patriots want him to play a big role in their offense. He's injured now too. That too. Yes. But I'd like to see, I'd like to see the defensive line go against starting offensive linemen. We can look at these games against, you know, with ones against twos and threes and look for execution. You know, how are the, blockers positioning their hands are they staying balanced in their kick slides uh how are the coverage players executing their back pedals or are they getting too grabby aaron robinson or you know these sorts of things but you don't get quite as good a a feel for where they're really at when there is that talent discrepancy i want to see them against ones they need to be going against ones chris man i'm a little bit worried about the depth here with the secondary because aaron robinson he he didn't do anything terrible in this game he had one pass breakup that you know teetered on could have been flag i think i think it's a good no call in that situation but i've seen lesser things be called but beyond a dory jackson aaron robinson darnay holmes we're not seeing cordell flott right now but if one of these guys go down, I'm a little worried about the secondary when I see guys like Darren Evans, who was just getting torched basically all game. And I mean, Elijah Griffin, you know, he's been here for like a cup of coffee, so I'm not going to really knock him all that much in this game. But the secondary still remains to be a a sticking point for me that if this defense is going to suck this year, it's probably going to be because of that secondary. Yeah, uh, agreed. And Aaron Robinson had that core muscle injury that 
basically kept him out for a significant portion of his rookie year last year. Adoree Jackson has a significant injury history of his own. It, we're not saying the Giants will have to dip down into their depth chart, but yeah, the the possibility is there that they're going to get hit by injuries in the secondary, and yeah, that that is a definite concern. It is, and I'm not sure what to expect from Rodarius Williams, but we're going to circle back and drop an episode later this week, probably talk a little bit more extensively after we've watched some of the film on the New York Giants' victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. But Chris, do you have any parting thoughts about the Giants' 25-22 victory over the Bengals? You know, I, I'm interested to go back and really look at the tape. Because like I said, you you can't get a great feel when you're looking at ones going against twos and threes. So I want to go back, be able to rewind plays, watch them a few times to look at various guys, you know, their technique and really what happened that doesn't show up at game speed on the TV broadcast. Absolutely. And we will be back later this week for more thoughts on this New York Giants victory. Thank you everyone for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on big blue view radio. Please head on over to bigblueview.com. Check out all of our written content. We're covering the New York Giants extensively. So please head on over there. Check that out. Take care of each other and have a lovely day. Bye-bye. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.